Welcome to Working the Word with Jonathan Vorse. Join us now for service already in progress at Lakewood Church of God. Here's what the Bible says. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse number 11 teaches us when it says that the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, it teaches us that every single one of us have a choice to make. We can either choose to live for God or we can choose to not live for the Lord. We can choose to accept the teachings of Scripture and apply them to our life or we can choose to not accept them and not apply them to our lives. But the point that is being made in verse number 11 is that all of us have that choice. Verse number 12 says, Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. So in a capsulated form, I would say that that is teaching us that we need to take the Word of God seriously. We need to take learning from God's Word seriously. Developing and growing good character seriously. Verse number 13 where it says, Looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, tells us that we are dealing with more than a season here. Seasons come and go, but when we make a determination in our heart and in our life and a choice to allow Jesus to be the Lord of our life and allow the Word of God to become a vital part of our life, then we're dealing with eternal things. Now, I love this quote here. It says, Be more concerned with your character than your reputation. Because your character is what you really are, while your reputation is merely what others think you are. I've seen so many great men and women of God. You see them one day and they're gone the next. Why? Because they have the talent to get them to the top, but they don't have the character or the integrity to keep them there. So it's important for us to work on the unseen things. It's important for us to work on our character and on our integrity. Character is the aggregate of features and traits that form the individual nature of some person or thing. It speaks of a person's moral or ethical quality, and that comes from dictionary.com. So we would say this, a person's character is the sum total of his or her disposition, thoughts, intentions, desires, and actions. So character is not defined by one or two things that a person does. Character is defined by what we do overall. Good character is godly character. A person's character is based on their overall actions and their qualities and should not be based on one or two isolated instances. Now just because a person makes a mistake or two doesn't mean they have bad character. Look at your neighbor and say, thank God for that. Come on. <laughs> now look at your other neighbor and say, because you've made mistakes. No, 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 no. No, just because a person makes a mistake here or there doesn't mean that they have bad character. It just means that they made a mistake. It just means that they made a bad choice. When character is built, character is molded, character is made, it is designed 
off of habitual things. It is made and designed off of things that we are constantly doing over and over and over until it gets to be part of the pathological presence in our life. So if you're good, it's because you are pathologically good. If you're bad, it's probably because you are pathologically bad. And so it's important, I think, for all of us to not judge a person by just a few mistakes and say, well, they're just a bad person and they have bad character. No, no, no. It just means that they need Jesus. It means they need Calvary. It means they need mercy. It means they need grace. And it means the same thing that it meant for us. He needs to change us from the inside out so we can be what He wants us to be. Now, some examples of this in the Scripture are King David. King David was a man of good character, 1 Samuel 13 and verse 14, but he was not without sin. King David gave us most of the Psalms. In fact, he was the one that slayed the giant. He was the one that, uh, that would set around on the hills of Bethlehem, Judea, and strum his heart and harp and sing to the Lord. He was the friend to Jonathan. He would play his harp and sing to King Saul, and it would ease the evil spirits that were on Saul. I mean... David was a good man. He was a really good man. As time went on, later in his life... Now listen, after he had slain the giant, after he had ascended to the throne, all of these things, he messed up. He committed adultery. He put a situation in place where Uriah was killed, which is murder. And so he goes through all of these things, and then we find him later saying... Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. He's crying out to God and saying, Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. David did what people with good character will do when they mess up. David said, You know what? I messed up. I did things that were wrong. And he went to God and he said, God, forgive me. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Don't let your presence leave leave from me. Let your Holy Spirit dwell inside of me. People that have good characters, when they make mistakes, they admit it, they quit it, and turn the corner. Look at your neighbor and say, admit it, quit it, and turn the corner. That's what people with good character does. Now we see King Ahab, he's a little different uh, situation here, First Kings chapter 22, we see where he did a couple of things right, but then you, when you look at First Kings chapter 16, you see that he's still a man of bad character. So just because someone does a couple of things right doesn't mean they're a good person. Now we're talking about the other side of it. Just because someone does a couple of really good things doesn't mean they're a good person. It's kind of like somebody coming to church, going to church, coming to church work day once or twice, and then thinking that, that that's going to get them into heaven. Number one, your works aren't going to get you into heaven anyway. It's the blood of Jesus. It's the Calvary. It's the cross of Jesus Christ. And so, uh, so just a couple, doing a couple of good things doesn't, doesn't correct a lifetime of bad character. Well, what corrects a lifetime of bad character? The blood, the cross, Jesus. But listen, once you give your life to Jesus and He forgives you and He cleanses you and He washes you clean and all of that, there's still going to be a period of time where people are going to be like, well, I just don't know. You know why? Because they remember the old you. And so you have to make sure that you continue to line your life up with the Word of God to turn that corner. Biblical examples of people with good character is Ruth. Ruth chapter 3 and verse number 11 
Hananiah in Nehemiah chapter 7 and verse number 2, David in Psalm 78 verse 71, and Job in Job chapter 2 and verse number 3. The Bible said that none of these folks were, or the Bible teaches us that none of these folks were perfect, but when you look at their overall life, I think they passed the good character test. Somebody say, well, what did Job do that was wrong? Well, the Bible said that he feared. If you read in Job chapter 1, in Job chapter 2, the Bible says, he makes the statement, he said, the thing that I feared the most has come upon me. And so, you know, fear is contaminated faith. It's the opposite of the right kind of faith. It's the wrong kind of faith. Fear is having faith in the circumstances more than having faith or confidence in God. So you have more confidence that bad things are going to happen than you do that good things are going to happen. So I would ask you this morning to examine whether we're living by fear or whether we're living by faith. Are we a pessimist or are we an optimist? Okay, moving along here. (laughs) Character is the outward expression of our choices. When I was putting this together, uh, I originally put that character is the symptom of our choices, and that is accurate, but I thought it would be better to put this down, that character is the outward expression of our choices. The decisions that you make today, the choices that you make today, are going to be based on the character that is within you. And those decisions will defect, your, will defect, will, will effect, will have an effect I'll even say it like this, they'll infect (laughs) your tomorrows, your tomorrows. So the decisions that I make today, the decisions that you make today will have an impact on our tomorrows. Daniel resolved in Daniel chapter 1 and verse number 8, he resolved to not defile himself in Babylon. Before he ever got to Babylon, he said, you know what, when I get there, I'm going to live right. I'm going to act right. I'm going to be right. I'm going to, I'm going to be the kind of person that I need to be. He resolved to not defile himself in Babylon. That was an indication of good character. Great choices produce good character, and good character produces great choices. So it's common for people with poor character to blame everyone else on their problems, for their problems. Well, I'm, I'm like I am because so-and-so did this, or, I'm, or it's, it's someone else's fault, it's someone else's No, 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 no. We have to take ownership of where we are. We have to say, you know what? I'm living today because of the choices that I made yesterday, and what I want to do is I want to make the right kind of choices today so in my tomorrow I do not regret today. So it's important, I think, for us to take ownership of where we are, to take ownership of the situation that we are in, take ownership of our past and our present and especially our future. We have to take ownership of our future. So character influences the decisions that we make. Therefore, character is key in the molding of our lives. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse number 3 says this, The integrity of the upright guides them. People that have integrity are guided into good paths. Good character helps us make good choices and stops us from sin. It helps us make good choices in bad times and helps stop us from sinning. Proverbs chapter 10 
and verse number 9. Now let's look at four things that can help us, four keys that can help us develop good character. Are we ready? Here we go. Number one, control your thoughts. Control your thoughts. What does the Bible say here? The Bible says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and that word virtue there means power, so you could say if there be anything empowering, and if there be any praise, then the imperative command from God to the Philippian church through the Apostle Paul was think on these things. Those are the things that we need to be thinking on. We need to be thinking on things that are true, things that are honest, things that are just, things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that are of good report and empowering. Those are the things that we need to be thinking on. If we want to develop good character and we want to have good character, godly character, the God kind of character, then we have to take ownership of the way we are thinking and if necessary, make adjustments. Make adjustments. So is there anything in this that says, I need to be thinking about what people did to me. I need to be thinking about how bad I've been treated. I need to be thinking about what kind of a victim I am, that I am. Is there anything in that that says that? No, no, no. If you're, if you're, you can get so busy thinking about what the Scriptures say that there's not room to be thinking about all that negative stuff. You concentrate on negative things, you become a negative person. And when you become a negative person, you're like a mosquito repellent and everyone else is a mosquito. You think positive things and you're like honey and everyone else is a fly. So be positive. Think about good things. Think about positive things, okay? Some of you husbands are punching your wife saying, you need to listen to him right now. I saw you do it. I saw you. You're caught. Okay. Number two, <laughs> practice Christian conduct. See, studying the Bible doesn't have to be boring, does it? <laughs> practice Christian conduct. 2 Peter 1, 5 through 8. Beside this, give all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge. So you want empowering knowledge. You, just, you don't want just poor knowledge, but you want empowering knowledge. Knowledge that has power, knowledge that can help you, that can strengthen and encourage to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness charity. Now look at this, verse number 8. For if these things be in you, somebody say in me. If these things be in you and abound, that means they reproduce after themselves. So what's going to reproduce inside of me? Diligence, faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, Kindness, godly, godliness, brotherly kindness, charity, and love. If these things are in me and abound, then they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Part of the key to living the blessed life is practicing Christian conduct. Number three, you ready? Number three, guard your heart. Guard your heart. This is huge. This is huge. Let me say this in the very beginning, okay, When on this subject. Let me say this. Not everybody is going to like you. Get over it. 
Not everybody's going to like you. Get over it. Not everybody's going to be your fan. Get over it. You're not going to be able to impress everyone. In fact, can I give you some good pastoral advice? Just quit trying. Just quit trying to, to, to impress people. God will help you attract the people that need to be in your life. The rest of them need to be in someone else's life. Okay? So guard your heart. Guard your heart. You can have an open door policy. I tell people this all of the time. Anyone is welcome to come to Lakewood, but I know that everyone is not going to be comfortable here. And so if you're not comfortable here, there's a lot of really good churches in Pasco County where you might be comfortable. You don't have to hate me to leave, and I'm not going to hate you if you leave. We're going to heaven together. I'm not walking on the other side of Glory Avenue when I see you in heaven. <laughs> I'm going to go see Jesus. Well, is so-and-so going to be there? Because if they're there, I'm not going <laughs> to... Guard your heart. Guard your heart. The Bible says out of it are the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. When the Bible says keep your heart with all diligence, that means don't let everyone have access to your heart. Your heart is, the, is your intentions, it's your thought, it's your emotions. It's, it, that's what your heart is. And so don't let everyone have access to your heart. Almost, let me say it like this. Let me, let me change how I'm going to say this. <laughs> Somebody said, uh-oh, because they know, here we go. Here we go. I've learned through the years that the only people that can really hurt me really bad are those that I let hurt me really bad. So you have to guard your heart. You have to guard your heart. You, there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with setting up boundaries in your life. It's important to set up those boundaries. Matthew chapter 15, verses 18 through 20 says, But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile a man. Does it say that that which comes out of your mouth comes from your head? No, it said it comes from your heart. It comes from your physical makeup. It comes from what's inside of you. Out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, not out of your head. This comes out of your heart. Out of your heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. If we don't allow those things access inside of us, you see, because murderers and, 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 and evil thoughts and all of those things gain entrance into our heart and gain entrance into our life through hatred, through bitterness, through anger, through those types of things, anger run wild, those things, that's how those things gain entrance into our life. And so the Bible said that those are the things which defile a man. So just guard your heart from it. How do you guard your heart? You pay attention to what you're thinking. And then the last thing is keep good company. Keep good company. Hang around the right kind of people. No one should have to suffer through being tolerated. Don't hang around where they tolerate you. 
hang around where they celebrate you. You're not going to fit in everywhere. So quit trying. Be comfortable with who you are. Get comfortable in your own skin. And be around people that recognize the anointings that are on your life. That recognize the call of God on your life. That recognize your faith that you're a Christian and that you want to serve God and that you want to love God and you want to do that. Hang around those kinds of people. Look, here's what the Bible says. Do not be deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. When you hang around the wrong kind of people, you're going to have the wrong kind of communications. And how many of you know that words are the tools that are used to formulate our life? So when you're hanging around the wrong kind of people and you're feeding on the wrong kind of information, you're going to turn around one of these days and look back and say, whatever happened to me? Where did I go? Because I don't even recognize myself anymore. How many's ever been there? How did I get here? How did I get here? This is not who I wanted to be. Well, chances are you connected with the wrong people and you let them feed into your life. And this is the result. The answer is start connecting with the right people. Let the right people feed into your life. People that love you, people that care about you, people that don't feel like they're in competition with you, people that want to feed into your life, people that, re- that receive the anointings that are, that are upon your life and recognize Uh, God's touch upon your life. So awake to righteousness and sin not, for some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. So in closing today, we are called to be godly examples. Last scripture. Here we go. Titus 2, 7 through 8. In all things, show ourselves a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed having no evil thing to say about you. I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell them character matters. Character matters. Character matters. There's a better life. There's a better life. You don't have to live in guilt. You don't have to live in condemnation. You don't have to become what other people are trying to tag you with. No, 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 no. Just be who God made you to be. Nobody can do you any better than you. So don't try to be who you're not. Say, Lord, you mold me. Lord, you make me. Let the Word of God, let the Word of God have its effect upon your life and grow in Him and let Him bless you. Let's all stand. Thank you for joining us on Working the Word. For more information, go to our website at wwwsuncoast 4 and that's the number four, Jesus.tv. You may also write us at 12637 Pony Lane, Hudson, Florida, 34669. Or you may call us at 727-856-1770. Our office hours are Monday through Wednesday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And remember, the Word will work if you work the Word.